Today we're going to talk about goose liver and how yummy it is and how awesome it is. And the beautiful thing about this goose liver is that there's so much litigation over it. There's like a litigation war over this uh, this goose liver. I wanted to say the word delicatessen. Is that right? Did I say that right? Delicatessen? <laughs> right? Okay. So it's going to be a great time. And the side effect of all of this, as I explained the war over this goose liver meal, is that you're going to learn about federalism and state autonomy and those type of laws. All right. But the goal is to just talk about goose liver and the side effect will be you'll learn all that law. Okay. All right, my good friends. So what the heck is going on here? Let me let me explain. In the year 2004, the California Senate passed a law that stated uh, full gras cannot be sold in California. And what the heck is full gras? It's uh, it's this fatty goose liver. And the way to make it is you force feed a goose or a duck, all right? And I say force feed because you have to make them so fat, all right? Like artificially fat that their liver gets enlarged. And when their liver is enlarged, it becomes a yummy, juicy steak, apparently. Okay, I haven't had it um, uh, myself, but let's say I trust that it's very yummy, Okay. And uh, farmers have been producing this for centuries. And, um, you know, over the decades, right, a lot of animal rights um, folks came around and said, okay, the geese are suffering, (laughs) okay? Because the way to force feed these geese is you have to put a pipe down their throat and then like like the food, like it goes right into their stomach, right? And then that's how, you know, because otherwise they naturally will not eat this food. And some, a lot of the geese die in this process. Um, A lot of them, you know, their necks get injured, things like that. Tastes like the most delicious, velvety, buttery, creamy deliciousness that just slivers down your throat. It's the most fabulous taste in your mouth. And it's slightly crispy, but then inside it's all just like velvet stroking you inside your mouth. It's delicious. Um... And uh, what happens is, and they have to be kept in cages because the last thing we want them to do is run around because running around burns calories, right? And we don't want these fat ducks and geese to run around because then they'll be skinny, dang it. Okay, we want them to be fat as heck uh, uh, so that their liver is artificially enlarged. Like here's, you know, a a sample liver, like a, a healthy goose and then here's the uh enlarged liver as you can see it's it's like much much larger the area (laughs) all right the volume of that bigger liver is is a lot okay so um so so then in 2004 california passes a law okay uh that that stated a product may not be sold in california if it is the result of force feeding a bird for the purposes of enlarging the bird's liver beyond normal size, okay? So, AKA, you can't force feed this liver, you know, these geese, right? Um, and so, so that was the law. So that you can't sell this product, you know, that, that's made out of this, okay? Uh, so that was enacted in the year 2004 in California. And uh, the law stated 
that it would not go into effect until 2012. So it gave eight years notice, okay, to farmers, to restaurants, to people. It gave them eight years notice that we're not going to do this in California, right? Uh, and you can't sell this in California and you can't force feed uh, the geese in California or or sell the, you know, the product. So you can't buy it from somewhere else and sell it in a restaurant in California. It's just no more of that stuff in California, right? So enacted in 2004 and eight-year warning. <laughs> That's a long time, right? Uh, oh, we have a, a very good chef in the house. Have you ever cooked full gras? No, have you ever had it? You had it where? Okay, I, no, 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 I don't mean where on the grill. Where? What state? <laughs> it wasn't in California. Where was it? Do you remember? Mexico, right? Faux gras, Mexico. What is it? Oh, faux gras in French means fat liver. So it was it was enacted in 2004 and it's going to be effective in 2012. And that is where all the lawsuits started happening, okay? It was like the California Senate got together and said, "You know what? Let's protect the geese and let's make a lot of lawyers a lot of money, okay? Because once they enacted this law, it's like a revolution started. Um and this is why, okay. So here we go. Uh, what I said in the beginning, right, is that we're going to talk about federalism. Federalism is kind of like what power the federal government has and what power the states have, right? Um, and California made this law. You know who did not make this law? The federal government, right? So we have a, you know, we have two varying laws. The federal government that says freaking fatten the geese, you know, or there's no prohibition against fattening these geese. Right. And then you got a California law that says, you know, keep the geese skinny and healthy. Right. So we have that kind of, you know, potential conflict between the federal and the and the and the state of California. Now, um, what a lot of people don't realize is that the United States Civil War did not end the debate about, you know, what power the federal government has and what power the states has. In fact, the United States Civil War only started that debate and started the kind of uh, argument. And before I went to law school, I used to have this concept of the government. Okay, it's um, but you cannot say the word government because it should be stated governments. <laughs> okay, in fact, with a Z at the end because <laughs> there's so many. Here in San Diego, we got the federal government, we got the state of California, we got the county of San Diego, we got the city of San Diego, right? Um, I'm probably missing a couple of them, all right? Um, so anyway, so there, and all of these governments keep fighting each other for power. Um, and it's, there's a different rule with every state and, and the federal government. And then there's different rules with Puerto Rico, okay, because Puerto Rico is part of the United States, uh, but it has a lot more autonomy, Puerto Rico does, than the state of Oregon, okay, uh, or Oregon, <laughs> Oregon, Oregon, all right, put it in the comments how to say that, that word, um, and then Guam has more autonomy, you know, than Puerto Rico in some instances, okay, and uh, a lot more autonomy than, you know, the state of Texas does, um, and then, you know, the U.S. Virgin Islands, even the Philippines, okay? Um, the Spain, 
If the Philippines was a part of Spain, and then uh, after uh, a few wars, then there was a treaty where Spain signed over the Philippines to the United States. Um, But the United States decided not to make it a formal state. So, you know, the Philippines has more autonomy than all of those other entities, but it's still part of the United States. So there's a little, still a little, 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 little tiny uh, nail there. Okay. So back to the meat, all right? The full gras, this juicy, juicy, juicy liver. Okay. So, so again, 2004, the law is enacted. Lawsuits start coming down like crazy. Okay. Um, oh, by the way, my favorite lawsuit here in San Diego. Uh, anyone been to Mr. A's in Bankers Hill downtown? They started selling full gras like as a kind of uh, protest saying, F the, F the police. We're going to sell the liver. <laughs> we're going to sell the steak. And then these lawyers got together and sued them. And they, they had to settle with those lawyers and pay them some money uh, and stop selling full gras. OK, I do not recommend to any restaurant to sell this. OK, because you'll get sued by a bunch of people. <laughs> OK, uh, animal humane groups and other consumer lawyers. OK. The first lawsuit kind of out of the gate over this was a challenge to the law uh, on the basis of the 14th Amendment. Okay, so the way this works goes like this. There were these farmers that were saying that this law discriminated. Okay, and it did. It discriminated between farmers that sell onions and farmers that sell, you know, this full gras meat. Right. So it did discriminate. Yes, it definitely discriminated. Now, uh, those lawsuits ultimately lost. Okay, the reason why they lost is because uh, the 14th Amendment discrimination is allowed. All these people have always thought that discrimination is not allowed. No, the 14th Amendment allows discrimination as long as there is a like rationale behind it. So. The theory is the less protected class, then you need kind of like a small rational basis for the discrimination. But if it's a very protected class like race, you need a very, very, you know, it's like a strict scrutiny, it's called. Right. So if you discriminate on race, like, you know, like I say, an affirmative action law or, you know, whatever, like prisoners go in this, 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 you know, they're separated by race or whatever. Any sort of discrimination by race has it's very highly scrutinized. A discrimination on farmers who sell uh, you know, onions versus farmers that sell uh, these geese liver. Uh, that is a low protected class. So there's a rational reason to do it. And that's to protect the, you know, animal, uh, protect the animals. And that was enough. Okay. So, so the 14th amendment lawsuits failed. Okay. Then they came at California again. Okay. Is over. Um, the beautiful thing about lawsuits is this. Sometimes like you lose, then they appealed it, then they lost. And then after all that, they go, okay, we got another theory. Let's run it again. It's almost like a, like a basketball game and you lose, like when you play in the playground or something, you know, the buddies. And then you're like, you lost like 12 to 10 or something. You're like, you know what? Let's run it again. Same teams, right? Uh, we'll flip the court or something, you know, we'll go on down that side or whatever. So that's what happened after years. Uh, and then they lost, they resued the state of California this time over uh, what's called the Commerce Clause. Now, this is the deal here. Um, the Like I said, there's a war, you know, between the federal government and the states. So the federal government makes laws, right? And then the state government makes laws, okay? And there's a lot of times there's like, there's conflict between the laws, right? For example, right? The federal law could say something like, you know, every car 
has to have, you know, whatever, a, a certain type of anti-lock brakes, right? And then maybe one state like California or New York or something comes up and says, no, if you're going to sell it in New York or California, it has to have this upgraded anti-lock brakes, right? Um, so it, if that happens, you know, it's going to be tough for manufacturers, right? Because they sell cars all over the country, all over the world. Can you imagine, okay, California has one set of laws on anti-lock brakes. New York has a different one. Texas has a different one. Um, and then it could, it, and it's not the case. It's like, well, let's just make the best type. It could be, you know, some of them have different, like, you know, you, it, it, they're not, um, you know, like a, it's a totally different system or something, right? Um, so it's not about, you can't even make one that would fit every state, right? So, um, so there's all these conflicts. So the law, the United States Supreme Court has ruled and the federal government has enacted laws that state that, you know, um, the if there's any sort of conflict, then the federal government, uh, that rule is supreme to the state rule. OK, if there's a conflict, however, that doesn't end there. Uh, it has to be if there's something that affects interstate commerce, meaning like, you know, it affects state lines and and all of that. So if California has a certain law that just is kind of like limited, very limited to California, then even if it conflicts with the federal law, it's allowed to conflict because it only it's kind of limited to California. All right. So let's get back to the full gras and how this works here. All right. So these farmers uh, and, and other groups filed this lawsuit saying the following, saying, the United States federal government has enacted um, this, uh, <laughs> the Poultry Act, <laughs> all right? Uh, and then in their, in their poultry, God, I can't say that word also, poultry, how do you say it, poultry? Is that right? <laughs> all right, this damn chicken law, right? <laughs> no, all right, so this poultry law that states, you know, what ingredients are allowed to be uh, in, you know, in different bird feet, you know, in, in different birds like chickens and geese and freaking, you know, whatever quail. Right. Um, so the federal law has enacted those laws of like what's allowed, what's not allowed. And this fatty liver is definitely allowed. Right. And then all of a sudden, California enacts a law that says that this, you know, this is disallowed. Right. So now we have this war, you know, between what the federal government has and what the state has. And now it's being challenged, okay? Oh, God. All right. So uh, what happened first is, ah, jurisdiction, okay? Where is this going to be challenged? They filed the lawsuit in the federal court in California. Here's the reasoning why. There is a federal law. Like, they're challenging this uh, statute on a federal basis, right? Uh, so anytime there's a federal law, it's called the federal question. So there's subject matter jurisdiction. And they have to sue, they could sue in the federal court in the state of California. It has to be in the state of California. That's another kind of, um, you know, like a federalism rule. They can't sue the state of California, even in a federal court in, you know, Georgia. Okay, do you see what I'm saying? Because California could say, no, we're not allowed to be sued in Georgia. You know, we're going to stop this, you know, uh, or for the most part, they could do that. Um, okay, so that that's the deal. So it's kind of they're in the home court. See, this it's set up this way. They're in the home court of the federal government, right? Because the federal government set it up that way. That if you if you use if you're trying to challenge a state law, you know, on a federal basis, you can go to the federal government, right? So they got home field advantage. The federal government. It's set up that way. Okay, so they sued the state of California and the federal government. 
The federal government then said this. This is what the uh, the United States Federal District Court stated. It stated that, and by the way, everything that it stated then um, was appealed to the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeal. And the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeal upheld the federal court, the trial level court. Okay, so everything I'm saying here, it's it was the district court and it was upheld by the Ninth Circuit. And then they even, um, they even challenged us. After the Ninth Circuit, you go to the Supreme Court, and then the Supreme Court said, we're not going to hear it, okay? We don't like that meat anyway. No, we're not going to hear it, okay? So here, here's how the ruling comes down, okay? Um, what the federal court said goes like this. They said, well, okay, here, it's, uh, I want to make sure I got this right. Okay, what the United States, uh, you know, the Secretary of Agriculture, what they, um, what they uh, kind of ruled or what the, the kind of laws that they make relates to what ingredients are allowed for the most part, you know? So, so it's kind of like you can, you could, uh, you can't put this kind of hormone in it, you know, or you can put this hormone in it, you know, whatever you can't uh, put whatever you, you can't put testosterone in it. You know, I don't know. Right. You can't, there's certain bacteria you could use certain bacteria. You can't use as ingredients, right? Uh, you can't sell dog meat, <laughs> right? That's a, you know, but you could sell uh, cow meat, you know, so whatever. So those are like the ingredients. Now, what the federal court said here is the following. They said the California law didn't ban an ingredient. It banned the freaking uh, manner in which this is made. Okay, that's the difference. Yeah, I guess so. Because look, hear me, hear me out, hear me out, hear me out. Okay, this is the federal court saying this. Hear me out. What they said was that uh, in theory you could still make foie gras. Okay, you just can't force feed the damn geese. Okay, I don't know how to make it. Okay, how, can we fatten these geese some other way? I guess so. Maybe like if we give the the geese some weed and they freaking smoke weed all day and they got the munchies, maybe that'll do it. Then they want to eat and they eat all day and then they become fat on their own, right? Show them commercials of candy and then all that stuff, right? Let them eat candy uh, all day and they get fat. So in theory, you could still sell this ingredient. You just can't make the ingredient by force feeding the duck, okay? So that was the first order of business. So in that case, the court kind of found an, ex, you know, like a carve out. Like they said, the federal government just made laws about the ingredients, but not about the manner in, in which how that ingredient can, can or cannot be made. All right. The next thing they said is this. Um, in, in terms of if a state makes a law, if, if that law has some sort of undue burden on other states, then it is beyond the state's authority to make that law. Okay. You know, um, you know, like if California and this has happened before, if they ban a certain type of gun or, you know, a certain type of you know mechanism to a gun, uh, sometimes, you know, the, the gun makers will say, well, that's beyond California's authority because now the manufacturers, you know, they can't sell in California. They can't make the guns anymore. You know, they have to make it a different way for a different state, blah, blah, blah. Right. So it's kind of a, a, a undue burden, they'll say. Uh, and sometimes they win, sometimes they lose. So, I mean, the theory is that. California or any state cannot make a law that will kind of, you know, cause this big effect in all these other states, right? Um, that's called the undue burden. What the court said here 
is that this law did not cause an undue burden. And the, the reasoning is because it only banned in uh, sales in the state of California. And that's it. Okay. It, that's all it banned. It banned sales in the state of California. And that, you know, this, this industry, like the whole rest of the world, these manufacturers could sell it to. They just can't sell that in California. And, and like I said before, unless they find a way to do it without force feeding the duck, right? Uh, so because of that, they said that the manufacturers, you know, this isn't an undue burden. It's not like the situation where, you know, uh, that manufacturer could cannot make it, you know, all these other states are, there's all these like complicated rules and now all of a sudden they can't manufacture anything because every state has, you know, kind of complicated it or something. They just said that, hey, all California is doing is limiting the sales in California. So if you want to sell it anywhere else, you can sell it anywhere else that you just can't sell it in California. Manufacturers could still exist, right? So, and this is a, uh, a noble enough theory, you know, to, to protect the, the, the animals and the suffrage and, and whatnot, that, and then the burden that it's in, imposing on other states, it's not an undue burden. That is almost like a judgment call. Like it's not, I mean, that's a lot of the law, like kind of this judgment call. All right. Then this is, uh, check this out. All right. You guys sitting down? <laughs> okay. Um, Remember what I said earlier, it, this was enacted by the California Senate in the year 2004. It, was, uh, it wasn't passed by the voters, you know, and, and things like that. So there's all these laws about, you know, when the legislature can, can make a law or when it has to be made by the voters. Um, you know, usually if it's a money thing, like it's something like a raising a tax or doing a bond or something, that's almost always has to be the voters. Or if it's something, you know, so ginormous, it has to be done by the voters. But these kind of like ticky-tack things or kind of a food uh, regulatory thing, that could be done by the Senate, right? Okay, uh, that was a very bad summary <laughs> of a very complicated area of law. Okay, so, um, so the actual text of the statute that was passed in 2004 and went in effect in 2012 stated the following, all right? A product may not be sold in California if it is the result of force feeding a bird for the purpose of enlarging the bird's liver beyond a normal size. Okay, so this was the best part. This is my favorite part of the whole thing. Uh, what the, the federal court said is that the way Cali the Senate in the year 2004, about 20 years ago, the way they wrote the law, they said the only thing they banned was the sale in the state of California, all right? I mean, in another statute, they kind of banned the practice, but but here it's like, I mean, in the state of California, right? So this is just, they banned the sale in California. So what that means is what the court said and what the court agreed with these farmers, oh, but if somebody in Fresno goes on this thing called the internet, okay? They go on this thing called the internet and they purchase this meat from somebody in North Carolina and the person in North Carolina mails it to California, the sale happens da, 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 in North Carolina. All right. So therefore it was not banned in the state of California. So what the court said, the way they interpreted this was that they said, okay, because the statute is written this way, Californians can now buy full gras as long as it's purchased from a different state and uh, mailed to California or, or driven to California or something. Uh, so now it's legal because of the way the statute was written. But the only thing that cannot be done is that then it cannot be sold after it's purchased, <laughs> meaning 
the only thing like a restaurant can't buy it from somewhere else and then sell it at the restaurant because then it's sold in California. But the person or the restaurant or whatever, or for private consumption, they could buy it from another state and have it shipped to California. Um, some restaurants were trying to get away with this by saying, oh, we're giving it away for free, you know, uh, you know, just buy this other thing and you could have it. But that, that didn't go that well. Cause you know, that was, they were just, you know, that was BS. So now here we go. So here is how the law stands in the state of California. The attorney general was fighting with the court about this, you know, and the appellate court saying, come on, you're, you're circumventing everything. And the court is like, well, learn how to write better. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You should have said sold in California or mailed to California. That's not what you said. Okay. So anyway, uh, so now the law with this juicy, yummy, uh, fattened liver is that it cannot be sold at a restaurant or at a grocery store. Cause that is a sale that happens in California. But if you want it so bad, you could buy it on the internet and have it shipped to California and then you could eat it. Uh, you guys want to have a barbecue make this one day? No, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't dig this kind of, I don't know. I also don't like to eat veal, right? I, you know how they make veal, right? It's like they make the freaking, they make the cow just like sit in a cage. Uh, is it cow or pork? Cow, right? Yeah. They make him, yeah, they make him sit in a cage so that he doesn't grow, he doesn't move, he doesn't do anything. And then the, his muscles are so weak, they're like nice and soft, right? So anyway, so, uh, it, it, right. So, so that's the law. Boom. And uh, there you go. There you have it. I'm excited. Thank you so much. I enjoyed this time very much. I hope you did. And I look forward to seeing you next week. Keep the questions coming.